Lockout Talk, Spit Cat Podcast. Start to get real noisy. So can we talk about how Rob Manfred is the worst commissioner in baseball or the worst commissioner in sports in general? Or do we just say he's a terrible human being and just leave it at that? I picked the last option because now he's got us back feeling like it's 94, got baseball in a lockout, and it's ridiculous, man. And then his stupid letter, yeah, definitely the last option. But, I mean, not only that, but, like, the baseball – the baseball lockout in 94 was a little different because it wasn't this drastic. There was some really easy things that could be worked out in 94. This no, that's lockout... not true. They were pretty quick to end, to stop the season. I mean, they they missed the entire season. I don't really well, think we're going to hit we're going to get that ex, you know, extensive with think, this. I, I don't think baseball is I think this lockout is going to last. I think this is going to be one of those lockouts. This might be like the NBA lockout with the shortened season. I don't think the players are budging because the things they're asking for. So let's kind of take a look at that list of things the players are asking for. But welcome back, guys. It's Spitting Cap and it's lockout talk for you. Mm. And it's going to get noisy. Run. It's going it's to be, it's, it's be a rough one. It's going to be a rough one today. So let's look at some of the players' demands. And let's kind of go one for one because we both we have pretty much similar ideas on a lot of these issues. But for the most part, I don't think the players are asking for too much when you really look at it. I know it sounds crazy in some situations, but when you really break it down, the players aren't asking for too many anything. So the basic thing that the players are asking for that you don't agree with is because of tanking coming into the NBA, I mean, because of tank coming into the MLB, guys aren't getting paid the same. So they want a pay floor structured four teams in baseball so that you know these guys that get their service time accrued get their money and they get paid rather than getting lowballed or they get traded away right before their arbitration so that so now when they go to free agency they got to take a lower deal so how do we feel about not a salary cap but a salary floor i think that's realistic because tanking has become so prevalent pretty much in all sports from the nba to the NFL, to even MLB, which is crazy to think because usually your graphics in the MLB don't reach the majors. You have those yes. outliers in Justin Verlander, Chris Sale, some of those. But for the most part, you don't see your graphics same year draft. And it's, it's nothing like the NFL and NBA draft. So I understand where they're coming from. You know, they, you know, obviously we, we do not want tanking. I mean, let's be real. Any fan should be able to say that I was, you know, I, I, I'm a Philadelphia guy. So I got two teams in that position right now. It's taking's dumb. It's got to go. Now I don't really agree with all the demands they wind around it. I understand the salary floor and I'm, you know, I'm all for that. I don't think there needs to be a, you know, full out salary cap, 
And the players aren't. And and the thing about it is, the players aren't asking for a cap. They want a salary floor to say you these teams need to spend this amount of money. And in my opinion, the team that affects the most is the Athletics, because we all know the A's do not money. No matter they're good, they're bad. I mean, they made an entire movie called Moneyball to save money. In the money, so I think that they is, sponge it. That, that to me is a great point. So that's point number one of the deal. Point number two, I want to get rid of the Chris Bryant rule. Now we all remember when Chris Bryant was coming when he was the number one prospect in all of baseball. We all don't remember Chris Bryant didn't start the season even though he hit four hundred in spring training. Chris had to wait weeks or. So something like that, he had to sit out a certain number of games because the team got an extra year control before he reached free agency. They want to take that part out. And for me, I think that's a no. These guys deserve that because you got to think, guys sit in the minors for two, and then they have to get six seasons of accrued time before they are able. That's before arbitration. I mean – that's the free agency, the system around it, it's the worst in sports, what baseball has. It, it's you, have to wait six year, you have to wait six years before, before you have to have four seasons. That's the bigger issue. They can opt you July. Wait. So now, yeah, then the owners year. make it worse by countering the players' demand in this trying to get this agreement in the CBA by saying that they want to now make a rule where you need to be 29 years old. Before you hit free agency, like what? That's just absurd. It's disrespectful, but because you got to think. Now, obviously, the number of high school kids, which is crazy. So, so, like, let's look at it like this: the number of high school kids getting drafted recently has gone down. So that means you're getting guys from college from the, either their junior year or their senior year, where they're 21 or 22. They're only going to spend maybe a year after if you're drafting seniors or juniors in college, you're only going to get maybe two to three minor league seasons. So that's 25. So four years, 29, maybe of team control, because, and that's only, I say only 29, only for first round picks. I can kind of agree with That's But absurd. even still. No, I mean, the fact it's, it's robbery, the, fact that minor, the, fact, These guys... the fact that minor league seasons don't count as a crew service time is nuts. You look at these young stars, man. You look at Soto, Bryce Harper, Trout, all these cats. They get in 20. They're stars by 22. With how they play, you think they're in, at prime after seven years of ball at 29 years old? You think Kyle Seeger gets the contract that he just got the other day two years later, two years from now? No, like but it's, this is it's a, crazy. No, this it's is just a, this another way for issue. them to sponge off these players. Well, not only that, but then you see what they're doing to these guys. They're giving these guys contracts now. Like, look at the contract they just gave Acuna, or the contract they just gave Ozzy Albies, or look at Wanda, Wander Franco's contract. His contract that one's a little crazy. You saw, you heard my words on that Franco but, one. But, but but let's but. think about it. But let's think about it. Wander Franco's contract doesn't kick in for two more years, and then in it's a twelve. I mean, he still has bonuses. His contract has been advanced. And it starts at the next time he plays ball, but you're no, right. No, it yeah. doesn't. No, it doesn't. Yes, his, it his, does. Some his of his bonuses do. His extension doesn't kick in. So they signed him to this extension. See if he's worth it. 
he'll still obviously because baseball money is guaranteed he'll get his money from someone even if they cut him but he doesn't start making the real money for two years so with that being said and look at Ronald Acuna's deal he only got a hundred million dollars Ozzy Albies only got a hundred million dollars so these yeah, guys so, are only well, getting hundreds and, and they could be three I mean look at Acuna look at Ozzy Albies these guys are only getting hundreds of million dollars when those teams know they're worth three hundred if they let them play. Right, and, and just... if you look, if you look at the players' demands with the being paid at a young age, because like the like the MLB PA said, you got you owners say youth is value, then you need to pay us at a younger age, and we saw that with Franco. So what Franco got in Tampa is exactly what the players association is asking for, but more yes consistent and... and throughout so, the league. So 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 yes and no. So yes and no. It's. Franco got money, but he didn't get the money he could have earned had he played until for the next two years. So he that's, got a, no. He his contract's huge. That's yeah, that's what, all he's, what, he would. What ever was get. his contract? What was his contract? Two? Was it two? It was over two, two hundred. Yeah. Okay, but that's look crazy. at guys like look, look, look at, at his stats like, last year. Look at guys first like first year in the baseball. Look at guys like Acuna. Look at guys like Ozzy Albies. I mean, a lot of these young guys are getting trapped in these contracts really quick when they could have earned way more money. So, well, I mean, they're they're asking. I mean, you got to admit they're asking what Franco got and what Tatis got. Tatis is now the third highest played, fourth highest paid player ever, and he's like the young phenom of baseball. He's considered one of the faces. The Padres went out and they paid youth because of value, and that's exactly what the association wants. That's what they're asking. I mean, that's their demand when it comes to this point. So, and I agree with that. I, I'm all for it. Like I just said, 29 is ridiculous, man. These guys, my, even the minor leagues, they they rough up your body. You know, this is this is baseball. It's a professional sport. You're not you're not doing eight, seven to eight years, and then and then you get paid. That's absurd. That's crazy. I don't agree yeah. with it. Yeah, and it's and it's not and it's not fair to those guys. The the biggest issue is. That is not fair to those guys. And then you got to think of guys that sign these. And then the bigger part of that contract is the minor league side of things. They want better treatment for the minor leagues. Like, we can go on and on and on about the horror stories from the minors. Catching buses, places, guys living in shacks, guys only getting $300 a week. I mean, the MLB uses the minor leagues. Like, that's, I mean... Sorry for a lack of a better explanation, but the minor leagues is based modern day slavery. That's the really only way you can look at it because you don't have to pay these guys any monies. And then you got to think about it like this. You're putting your first round pick. So your first round pick is that big bonus. We all love that. But then you got to think now you're now your first round picks looks really bad because he's the only guy making real money there. So now yeah. you're counting on now you're counting on your first round pick to make sure that he's taking care of his entire team. So now on top of that, when he gets to the majors, he has to make a lot of that money back because he doesn't want the guys around him to think that he's not going to take care of his team. He doesn't want to look like a bad teammate. So it's a lot of built-in things that the MLB has done to make the players look bad, but on top of that, they make everyone else look bad as well. So the treatment of minor league players, the contracts, the travel, even the housing, Everything oh, about the yeah, minor league players is, I think that's the one. 
if anything else that the players may be willing to budge on, the minor league system is the one I don't think the players are going to budge on. I think Rightfully that's the so. one. I think that's the one that the MLB, I think that's the one that the Players Association, no matter what other demands they have, even like the the, the qualifying offer thing, I think the players might be able to just, you know what, we're going to take the L on this one. But the minor league players thing, I think pretty much all of those guys will say, we can't budge on this one. And rightfully so. You know, I agree with them on that. Now, we, you know, another thing off of the minor league would be the six to four years. You agree with that? Cutting, you know, being a free, I mean, we already kind of spoke off it, but do you agree with it? Correct, correct. Going from six years to four? Six years to four. So, so you only need, you only need four years of service time to reach arbitration and free agency. I I agree with that. Yep. I mean, either way, it needs to be reduced. You know, it's two years, but if it, you know, I think starts to start. I, I also, but my thing is, I think once you start playing full minor league seasons, I think those should be accrued, but maybe let's say those accrue a half a season. For every season in your minor leagues, it's a half. It's a half a season. Yeah, that it's, or even just you know having higher I don't think salaries ever, for the minor league players and keeping it at the high, year. Higher salaries for the minor league players is a given, but I think yep. as far as service time goes, I think you start counting that as half a season or something. And that yeah, six you, years is just it's it's ridiculous, man. I mean, no, it's, that's, it's hard to imagine at first, that's but six, if you deep that's down, six think about ma- it. that's six major league seasons, man. So you could, yeah, be oh a, yeah, you're right, exactly. You yeah. could be in the minors for six years, and then go to the majors and still got to play in those six years. So you've got drafted, and that really happens to the high school kids. High school kids get drafted at 18, come to the bigs at 24, don't get paid till they're 30. They've been living off that signing bonus that they got as a first-round pick for the last 12 years. And even the ones that aren't first-round picks that just ride the minor leagues hoping to get that call. It's a, I mean, you want to know, know, ju- know who just got paid that people aren't really talking about? You know, I Who's heard that? there was some bad news that happened recently, and there's a drive by Castellanos, 4-0 Reds. Nick Castellanos just got paid. Nick Castellanos last year was his first year getting paid. People aren't talking about that. Yeah. Last year, signing that one-year or two-year deal with the opt-out clause that he has with the Reds, this is the first time Nick Castellanos is getting paid since he was drafted. And he He earned his money, and now he earns a bigger, bigger check. Last season, he was sweet. But back to the – I know we were talking – we've been talking about the players – and their points we we've seen some interesting ones from the owners you know some new rules they said that extra innings they want a base runner starting at second uh pitcher clock that's a big one players are really butthurt about a pitcher clock and i'm it's got me so that's the, what, so the one thing the owners ask for i kind of so like that's the one the pitching clock Absolutely. They gotta get that i agree with that i agree baseball needs i'm completely on board with a pitching clock I mean, I, and I, I think, and then the runner starting at second in extra innings. It's an interesting play, twist. Pace of play in baseball has decreased so much, and viewership has suffered because of it, which is weird because all the new TV money they're getting. Yeah, but pace of play has increased, and I'm, that's why I'm. I was surprised when I actually read that as one of their not demands, but one of what things that they were thinking about doing to the game, and I like it, you know, because and. 
I mean, shit, dude. You, you and I, we were complaining, not necessarily complaining, but we were talking about how long every these playoff we, we games get, were. The playoff every games damn day. Were, were, were three, four hours on a Monday night, man. Yeah. So, and a lot of them did go into the extra innings. It's an it's an interesting look at, and and it's one of those things too, man. You go do it for a year. If you guys don't like it, put it in the CBA and let's talk about it. Try to get it out. You know, I mean, we got to try something when it comes to pace and. And obviously, has to be the pitcher clocks. I mean, that's a given. That's that one one point that from the owners that really, you know, I'm all for. And it's it's just weird that the players aren't. You know, it's kind of weird. You would think that they would want to speed things up as well, but mm. yeah. And I mean, I think about it, and I think the players got to be. All the players' points are kind of agreeable. Most of them, yeah. I, I know at first I kind of was barking as if, you know, that was some cap on that because I was I kind of read a few things wrong with some of the demands they made. But after fully looking into it, no, I absolutely agree. I think they're all, you know, all on the right. And like I just pointed out too, the owners have some good things, too. But when it comes to the most important things from this and the big thing, the owners are in the wrong. The owners are. And I think the big thing that we need to realize is this isn't like the NFL CBA negotiations where the leader of their player association was really bad. The MLB's player association league is really good. So I think, and then the guys they have on the council, you got guys like Max Scherzer who didn't start earning money till a lot later in his career. So when you look at the team representatives and all these Not things. to take a quick side road here, but holy cow, how about that one-two duo that we're about to hopefully about to see in New York, man? Scherzer are getting some moolah. What was it? What was it a year? Forty mil a year? I think I think it's Something three crazy. years. Th- I think it's three years, one hundred forty million dollars. Yeah, yeah. So Scherzer, let, Scherzer. that get his yearly salary is absurd. But you know what? He's earned it, man. He's one of the best arms in baseball and you know, continues and, to show it. And I think, it's going to be know, a fun our, our, duo. Our, you know, that, that topic Brown. a little bit. But, like, let's get into some of these free agency signings. I mean, obviously, you still got some big pieces on the board as far as having Correa. Freddie Freeman still on the board, which is really interesting to me. Because I think the uh, he's staying in A-Town, man. He's just waiting for, that, <clears throat> waiting for this bullshit to end. If Atlanta does not re-sign Freddie Freeman, there's gonna be an issue. I don't wish any good to happen to that team because Chipper didn't get treated like this. No. And no. Chipper Jones, when that infield fly was called, he knew Freddie Freeman was the future. And for Atlanta to He's not a prototype of Chipper. For their clubhouse leader to not get resigned, that's crazy. Carlos Correa, I mean, we and you have both had conversations. You know, I thought he was gonna be a tiger. And then the Tigers went out and did something that, in hindsight, now that we look at it, because of the way baseball contracts clap are, for it. Signing it was a hell of a decision by the Tigers. Signing Javi Baez was a great decision by the Tigers. But the biggest piece I want people to realize is, look at what Javi said in his press conference. I haven't had my best season yet. I need to sit behind Miguel Cabrera. I knew that learning from Miguel helps me. Yeah, that was cool to, cool to hear. Uh, but but you don't understand. Javi said, I'm, I've been impatient at the plate. Miguel Cabrera shows great patience at the plate. He's the ball different. So if I can sit next to him, I can say, and that's been everyone's complaint about Javi. 
he's there, hit that's for his biggest flaw. Because Javi always wants to hit everything. strikes hard. out a lot. And because B, that so fast. puts power behind each at bat, at each swing. Because his bat yeah. speed is so high. He has a lot of hard hit balls. But the biggest issue with Javi is he doesn't see the ball very well. What does Miguel Cabrera do better than anyone in baseball? Miguel Cabrera, even in his hobbled stage at the later parts of his career, you can't throw past Miguel Cabrera because he's going. He sees the ball. His plate discipline, way he, the way he controls his plate vision is godly. It's and it's never and it's, been it's, seen. It's I think that's the biggest part. So signing Javi Baez six years, one forty. You give him an opt out as well in case he's screwing up, and that gives yeah. everyone. And another that. thing with Javi, you know, he brings a different kind of fire. He brings a different kind of fire. That I oh, absolutely. Of, no. I think a lot of teams aren't thinking about Javi's fire. Like, yes, Correa has that fire, but Javi's going to brawl for you. Javi is the biggest signing, biggest free agent signing since, I want to say, Maglio because of what he brought to that team. Well, and Javi, I mean, if this dude gets a routine ground ball and throws a guy out first, he's roaring. He's getting the crowd going. He's getting his, his boys around him going. And I really love what he said about Cabrera. And it shows that he's ready, dude, that he's ready to hit, hit, hit his peak. Because if he can settle down at the plate, if he can, because you have to understand, dude, when you put power behind every swing like he does when you're yakking, you're uppercutting, it's, it adds to the inconsistent, you know, rather it's batting average, all that fun stuff. So if he can get that down, he's going to be in a real good shape. And we saw him at the end of his, his t- quick tenure in New York when he got traded at the deadline, dude. He was doing well, batting 290. His numbers were great, caught out the crowd for saying they sucked for losing, and then he got better. And that's the big I, Like I, I've been roaring this signing over Carrero. Like I've been – Roaring about all week, man. The signing of Baez over Carrera, it was needed for Detroit. Detroit. You know, giving Kim Carrera that big contract, it, we did not want that for Detroit. Baez is a perfect fit, culture-wise, lineup-wise. He's game. He's ready to grow. I think it's a hell of a hell of a play by the Tigers, and now they can go spend money in different areas. So I think it's a good Good signing, man. And there, we've had a lot of good signings. We've had three teams that have been super busy. Mets, Mariners, Rangers. Man. Those, those Rangers, man. I don't know. Got a whole new I, don't know. I don't know where the hell the Rangers got that money from. But Especially, I thought they were still paying A-Rod. No, but. They're man, still, they're, they're, no, they're still they're paying. Prince, they're they're paying still Rod. paying Prince Fielder after the Tigers traded them there. So Yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm shocked that they have this money, man. But I guess. Ballpark in Arlington always brings that dough. But I mean, a middle infield of a middle infield of Seager and Simeon is that's insane, man. That's gonna that's gonna be a pretty good infield. Obviously, they're both shortstops, and we're gonna keep Marcus Simeon at shortstop. I'm guessing. So what? Seager goes to second, second, third. Seager plays. Seager plays so many positions, especially because, like, because of the Dodgers, the way the Dodgers played. Seager was able to play anything. Yeah. And they had, you know, their middle infield was pretty beat up at times. So he had to do a lot of switching in between the middle of the infield. It's going to be interesting to see how, you know, the manager in Texas handles those two. It's a, it's it's big, though. I mean, we I did not expect them to put the dough down. Now they got 
looking, you know, a lineup looking like they did with Josh Hamilton, Anderson Kinsler. You know, it's a good lineup in Texas. It's a good lineup. How about those Mariners getting Robbie Ray and Adam I, Frazier? I mean, for the price that Robbie Ray for, that should be good. I think that's a very good sign, and that lets him build his own legacy. He's not living in anyone else's shadow. No. No, and it's it's big for the rotation there. It's big for the team in general. They actually played pretty, you know, they were doing pretty well at some point last year. Adding these two, it's it's big. And I really like Adam Frazier. I've you know, we've had this discussion before on him. He's perfect for a ball club. He's not he's not a, you know, Tatis, he's not that big superstar name, but he gets everything done for you. He's perfect. He's a good signing, good money. I like what they're doing. I like what Seattle's doing. Kind of sketched out about Texas. It's a lot of money, but still, hey, you got to make moves, man. This is, you know, I mean, it's, I mean, it's the game. Is, I mean, this is the big game, and I think that's what mostly is going to come from the CBA. Is based on what happens, you might see a lot. Yeah, and, and then the Mets. The Mets were balling. Obviously, they got Scherzer. DeGrom Scherzer, is that one of the best one-twos we've seen in a while? You know, we, we were just talking about 94, Maddox, Glavin. Now we got the Mets. They got a good duo. And, yeah, I mean, the Mets, you know, I don't the, – the Mets, their pitching staff, they're, they needed to address their bullpen a little bit more this offseason. I know the splash signing of Max Scherzer looks great, but that bullpen last year is what really cost them a lot of games. And then Michael Conforto not coming back. I can't remember the other outfielder, but they got Starling Marte though. Yeah, Starling Marte, but um, I can't remember. They had the guy who was winning home run derbies, but um, (sighs) not Alonzo. Then the outfield Conforto. Yeah, yeah, Conforto. You know he. I think he resigns, doesn't he? He's still with the club. That's why I think it's a good lineup. I, I mean, I like their lineup, but their middle infield is where it is. I mean, I understand you got Lindor out there, but well, Lindor is good, but you just lost Hobby, so now I think they should go shop. There's and I don't. And my good the biggest out. issue is they don't have a leader. No, no, Lindor. I mean, I know he even in Cleveland he was kind of that guy, but eh, he's not a prototype leader. You know, losing – I think losing Hobby is actually a pretty Hobby big has deal a, for New York. Hobby brings that fire. Hobby brings a yeah. lot of different things to the game. Oh, man. back to him, man. And I, I mean, we got we got to kind of weep in what the Tigers are doing. That's – Hobby's going to be sweet in those stripes in Comerica, man. Yeah, and Hobby being a right-handed batter, I think – and when you look at Hobby's spray chart, he's a big pull hitter. So the center field dimensions won't really affect Hobby, especially because he has a lot of bat speed. I think a lot of people are like, oh, a lot of right-handed hitters hate Comerica. But when you look at their spray chart, they spray the ball around the field. And a lot of their line drives are to straightaway center when they hit home runs. If you look at Javi's home run chart, a lot of his are just the left field. So left field and Comerica being where it is, Javi's going to be just fine. And the the speed he puts off the bat, dude. These that's a big field to cover in the outfield at Comerica. His 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 balls are hit too damn hard. So I think I he's going to sit bat, just I mean, well bat, at that ballpark. I mean, I haven't seen. You don't see bat speed like Javi Baez is very often. You just don't like. No, it's very rare, and it's the top in the league if you ask me. And that's exactly. most. 
And, and that's what I mean. And then what he brings defensively is what they're missing. Their shortstop position oh. last year was so bad. It was that first so... quick tag at second, dude. I'm, we're gonna be losing our our wits, man. And I, the way I just he don't... tags, whew, we need it. We need it. We if you think about the Tigers, dude. They besides Ian Kinsler, and I guess Carlos Guillen, them shortstop and second basemen have always been their worst. Even you know they went crazy and got Edgar Renteria, and that didn't pan out. Santiago, they just had small name guys and Javi Baez. It, it's going to do a lot, and who knows? It might spring a little crazy last, you know, ditch life into Miguel. He might I mean, do a little be, something next but year. But I think the Tigers aren't done moving. I think. Oh, I they shouldn't to, be. I think you want to know what I think is going to happen. They end up signing Trevor Story too to play second. I think that could Shit, no. Because Trevor Story, because Trevor Story really isn't getting the attention he deserves, so you could tr- so you could sign Trevor Story for like four years, eighty million, half of what Javi got. Javi's playing second though. Javi's playing shortstop. Javi's playing. No, up. if you get Trevor Story, <laughs> you're definitely moving Javi back to second where he was in Chicago. I don't know, man. Trevor Story's not a second baseman. I'd much rather have him at short. His secondary after that's going to be third. But you're right though, dude. I mean, if they went and did something like that. Because even saved, besides story, there's some names out there. Because you save so much money not signing Correa. Yeah. And and I think the, the Correa sweepstakes really is going to come down to the Yankees and the Dodgers. We're going to see who's going to want to spend the money. I think he joins one of the bottom teams in the league. I, I was kind of kidding around when I texted you that he was going to join Baltimore the other night, but I think he joins one of those kind of teams. And I would have and I would have included Texas in that before they gave all that money to Seager and, and Simeon. So, I th- I don't know. It's going to be interesting. He's definitely going to get his money, I'm sure. I know. I'm sure he had offers on the table, especially from the Tigers and such. He didn't think it was, you know, I to part of what he wants. So wait. I mean, he might be waiting for the CBA because maybe he thinks he's going to get him new money after the CBA. <laughs> Shit, if you ask me, that's, that would be his only chance to get over 300 mil. But I lost his damn mind. <laughs> But I know you're high on him. We'll see where he goes. It'll I mean, be I'm, high on, I'm high on him because, see, I was high on him until I started looking at some of the advanced stats. I realized Correa, for how good his numbers look, if you look at some of, like, his exit velo, he couldn't play in Comerica. No. Couldn't. Like, that's the thing. He hits a lot of doubles already. Those doubles are flyouts in Comerica. So his average goes down. And you gotta remember how deep Houston's ballpark too is in left center and center. You know, you put something two eighty, that's a triple if you hit it in the right spot at Houston Stadium, which is one of my favorite stadiums in the league. But just like you said, I think he would have came into a lot of difficulties batting at Comerica, like many before him have. And I don't even know. I haven't even looked at his splits. I, I should even I should go look at his numbers at Comerica. I bet you they're pretty damn bad. So yeah, it's it's just when you look at when you look at guys who fit well in Comerica, you got to look at their spray chart and you have to look at their exit velo. They're not hitting in their hard hit rate. And how good of apple hitters they are. That's why Cabrera was so amazing, man. He's such well, a good apple yeah, hitter. Like even guys like Gia. Apple hitter, but Cabrera's exit velo was very good. And then Cabrera's spray chart is all over the field. Yeah, he's one of the best hitters ever ever known to man. It, Career is good. He's good talent. Three hundred mil is just it's it's crazy. And if the Tigers spent that on him, oh, they would not have seen the light that they really want to see at the end. So 
good move to get Javi. Let's see if they get more. I like the uh, signing of Eduardo Rodriguez. You know, I like that signing a lot. Good. I think they signed Eduardo Rodriguez, but they lost Matt Boyd, so they still have a hole in their in their rotation. So we're gonna get another starting pitcher here soon. Yeah, you need to. You need. You just need to give guys chances in that rotation. See how you want to build it. You're in. You're in good shape though. You got some good young risers. You just added Rodriguez. He's a pretty good, you know, veteran. He has some experience. Their Tigers are looking good. Time to, you know, put it together. Baseball in general, though, not looking good. Rob Manfred, you're a joke. You're a wanker. You're a clown. We want you out, to say the least. And everything that Bud Selig did after that 94 strike, even if it included some steroids and some CTE, hey, we're all for it. it Got baseball back. We need something like it, and I don't think we get that from Manfred. We so let's Rob, see where it comes. Rob Manfred is probably the worst thing to happen to baseball since USADA. Easy, <laughs> easy. I mean, this, that's an that's that's no cap, dude. That's that's the statement right there to the to end our uh, little lockout talk. You know, but we're not done. Not done yet. We got some NBA to talk, man. What about these? Uh, so in the, you know, the first NBA, forty games in, in the NBA, we clearly have a front runner for the MVP. It's it's Stephen Curry. I mean, look at what he's doing with those Warriors. Hey, I'll be honest, dude. And you can, we can put this on Twitter. I don't care if Stephen Curry wins MVP, and it, even if he wins another ring with Clay or without him, he is a top eight player of all time. And that's just, that's before that you know thinking about it. He might be better than that. He might be top five. He is Stephen Curry is the top three most influential player of all time in basketball. And he's changed basketball. I think a lot of guys. He's changed the game, man. And he, and it's not that he's not. Not only is he not slowing down, he's I still think, doing different things. And, he but still I think amazes the thing us. About Steph Curry, that we need to realize and that we need to talk about is Steph Curry's changed the game, but he's also ruined it because a guy, a lot of guys are taking these shots, but they aren't looking at Steph's workout routine. They aren't looking at how many shots Steph, Steph takes before the game. And Steph more importantly, these, they're not the best. And, and Steph takes all these shots in practice, but he takes hundreds of these. Steph Curry isn't a guy who thousands. Steph Curry isn't. Steph Curry is on the Gilbert Arenas um, training program where they don't work on taking a number of shots; they work on making a number of shots. They say, "Before I leave the gym, I need to make a thousand shots." And Steph Curry this season, I mean, he's carrying this Warriors team. He's oh, he always has though, especially when Clay's been out. I mean, what he's doing, I almost said Oracle. Like the, well, what he's, I think they're seventeen and two. Steph Curry eighteen and three, man. And we got they're tied first in the West, and they got a showdown with those fiery Suns tomorrow. And it's okay. all because the of Suns have won seventeen in a row. So, I mean, that's, that's gonna be crazy. Really, that's that's going to be a really good game. But we also, I'm glad talk, we, also flexed it. we also need to talk about one other guy in the NBA that a lot of people should be talking about. I mean, he just put the Greek freak on a poster last night. Mm-hmm. Miles Bridges. A lot of people on posters, man. Miles Bridges is the most Orleans. improved player in the NBA. I mean, what got into Miles this year? I think one is having LaMelo, but two, it's understanding who he is and what he does. I mean, he's averaging almost 10 boards a game. He's doing everything that he's finally, you know, using his body the way he should. And he's playing at his more natural position. 
He's playing that tweener, three, four role. So Miles is doing everything that And he's confident, man. And he's you know, he and he I, was pretty upset that he didn't get the love that he, you know, wanted from yeah, he should have got this I, pass off. That's season, gonna but. be I think that's gonna be I mean, aside from Scottie Pippen writing all these books, Jordan's biggest regret is gonna be not paying Miles Bridges in the offseason. I agree. I I think you know, getting rid of losing him is just stupid for Charlotte. I said New Orleans a second ago, but Charlotte, especially it's stupid. Of anger, especially because of the damage you're going to do to Lamelo Ball losing Miles Bridges, Lamelo and Bridges together. That's the tandem you have to keep together. The Kelly Oubre signing in the offseason was really weird to me, especially because you have Bridges. Gordon, He's playing good though. I mean, Gordon Hayward's not, but when has no? Gordon that's Hayward. the worst. That's one of the worst signings. Yeah, we won't go there, but. I don't know. I, besides some of those stupid pieces like Hayward, they, they got a nice little team there. Devontae I mean, Graham. You know, Devontae Graham. I mean, Terry Rozier. I mean, we can't say anything bad about that guy. Always slept on, man. I, I mean, I think that was probably Boston's biggest mistake, trading him for Kyrie. Like, that was just – I mean, sorry. I don't for know. Kemba, for Kemba. Trading for Kemba, who isn't even getting a starting role right now. No, he's, he's not in the rotation anymore because Kemba Walker – why would he go to New York when Tom Thibodeau is the coach? Kimba hey. doesn't play defense. Why would you go play for a defensive-minded head coach and that's something you don't do? That, I know that you crazy Madison Square Garden feel, that's what like Kimba should have Like, Kimba should have waited, saw that Kyrie wasn't playing, and just signed with the Nets like a normal human being. Yeah, and back to Terry, scary Terry Rozier, dude. Who does not want that man on your team? Coach, front office, who do you not? We were talking about hobby a second ago, man. Terry Rozier is that guy you want on he the He does hardware. all the dirty things that you need him to do. He does all the clean things you need him to do. He's and the dude's team. got a layup package, man. He's got a layup package. He's one of my favorite players in 2K. I mean, but he, he can, I mean, he, he's got a mid-range he can go to. He's got the three-point shot. I mean. And he's just got the swagger, plain and simple. Like, that's the statement with him. He's got that swagger that you want on the hardwood. And. We get swagger a lot when we watch a broadcast from the Hornets. Rather, it's Lamelo, Miles Bridges yamming on folks, or that crazy, crazy, crazy broadcasters. So it's it's fun times in Charlotte right now. I mean, especially, and I think we should just end on you know it's, it's you know it's just a nice little humdiddly d. You know, we'll be back. The baseball the baseball lockout is going to continue. We'll give you guys updates, but. Miles Bridges is the most improved player in the NBA. Steph Curry is playing like the MVP. NBA really doesn't matter until All-Star break, but these are some things that you guys got to pay attention to. Miles Bridges and Steph Curry. And if you spend over 400 for a player in free agency, you probably lost your rabbit ass mind. And yep, that's just all plain I got and to simple. Say. Yep, you said it straight to the bone, man, and we got some NFL, UFC. You know how we rock December 11th. It's going to be crazy. December we'll be 11th. Next December week. 11th, we're going to get a murder. So ooh, Amanda ooh. Nunez will be brought up on charges December 11th at about 12, 12, give or take. She's in the co-main event. Juliana Pena, I hope her daughter. Oh, I ain't going to be that late, man. That's an electric car. We're going to see bodies hit the floor. And we're going to see awesome. Dustin. And, we're gonna see, and, and this is my take. If Dustin wins this title, Dustin retires. Dude, I don't know about that. We're gonna see a little, uh, you know, the you know, Mac life gonna get that title shot, man. We gotta if see Dustin, that. If Dustin, if Dustin gets a belt, he's gonna take the money fight, so he's gonna take he's gonna take Connor, but, 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 but 
we're gonna Connor's- give you guys we're gonna give you guys a little bit more MMA talk later this week because December 11th is next week. So guess what we're gonna do? We're gonna talk to you guys. We're gonna let you guys know what we see. We're gonna break down the metrics. Yes, Ortega, I mean Volkanovski, Max Holloway, three. We're gonna break down a lot of different things. We're gonna talk about why the UFC should be cutting <laughs> Leon, Rocky, Edwards. Mm. I mean, I mean, I mean, his he should be shaky because that's what his performance looked like. They're kind of shaky performances, but we're gonna call him Mister Decision. The and the <laughs> UFC should be cutting Mister Decision, but Mister Bootleg, if you ask me. Hey, you know, Spin Cat Podcast, dude. It brings all the noise. It's the noisiest podcast. We see Stay you guys. tuned. Keep going. We see you guys keeping us in your Spotify rap. We love it. We'll salute you guys. Next year is going to be a big year for us, so just stay right by our sides, man. Going to be awesome. Steph Curry's the man. Spin Cat Podcast. Jared. You heard. I pull up, you know I be moving, whipping the four and a cruising. The money I'm speaking is fluent. All of my business booming, stacking my cash in abundance. All of my family funding. Finally got what I wanted. Life is amazing, I love it. Everyone know that I'm running. Yeah, look at me now, I came up. I've been thinking back then when I almost gave up on the game, cause I never got in my way. Never got my mama away on the driveway. I've been making all hits on a Friday. Back then.